Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. But we are seeing that the volatility keeps increasing even though the market keeps going up. And this is not normal. Usually when, when the market goes up, the SPY, the Q, whatever keeps going up, volatility should be going down. Everything's good. You know, market's doing well. Volatility should, should be going down. But when we start seeing this come up, mm, makes you really want to scratch your head and think, what is going on? This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Why trade alone when you can access over 100 years of trading experience right at your fingertips? Simple strategies, proven tools, real-time alerts, and an interactive trading community await. Keep it simpler with Simpler Trading by visiting their website at simplertrading.com and check it out with a $7 trial today. That's simplertrading.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, I have a special guest with me, T.G. Watkins from Simpler Trading, and we are going to be talking about what in the world is going on with the market. And then on the backside of that, what's going on with volatility? T.G., I feel like there is something going on out there. Tell me what's going on. Yeah, there kind of is. Um, some very interesting things that I'm seeing out there is that the volatility, so VIX, VXX, UVXY, I like to trade UVXY because it's leveraged, and since I trade stocks, I need that kind of leverage. But we are seeing that the volatility keeps increasing even though the market keeps going up. And this is not normal. Usually when, when the market goes up, the SPY, the Q, whatever keeps going up, volatility should be going down. Everything's good. You know, market's doing well. Volatility should be going down. But when we start seeing this come up, mm, makes you really want to scratch your head and think, what is going on? In one way, I'm thinking that the UVXY people are starting to hedge and actually maybe call the bluff of the market and say, you know, this is really getting pretty up there, pretty far, pretty frothy, like this can't sustain for too much longer. And so they're starting to build a, a defensive portfolio and start hedging with the UVXY. Now, another thing that I'm seeing is the UVXY yesterday, I think it was the 27th of August would be the date, we saw 78 million shares traded in the UVXY. The last time we saw this, these many, this number of shares traded in the UVXY was February 27th. And I think we all kind of know what was happening back in February yeah. for the entire market. I, uh, I remember that day specifically because that was literally the one day that I was like, something's up. I'm going to go all the cash. And I was yeah. in cash for the next six weeks. It was like everything fell apart. Yes. So we need to be aware of this. The, the volatility has been stepping up every day. It's been putting in a bottom first off, and now it's been stepping up this week, even though the market has been going up. Whether this has something to do with Jerome Powell speaking yesterday about uh, inflation and that they see it coming and they're going to say, hey, this is fine, whatever, um, or just the way everybody's seeing the market out there, or there might even be the fact that some of the stimulus money is uh, starting to come off the books and then... Um, during that that time, I forget how many days that the stimulus money was happening, and the government said, "Well, if we're going to give you this money, 
you can't fire anybody, you can't lay any people off. Well, now that that's starting to expire, we're starting to see significant layoffs. American Airlines, Delta, Salesforce, they're laying people off. And I think, you know, maybe this is where the market's starting to say, uh-oh, this might be where the, the, tra the rubber meets the road and we might be having some issues here. Hmm, you know, I, like I'm sure all the audience has noticed, this market has like, it, it hasn't downticked for the last two or no. three or four weeks. No. So, so we're having the volatility go up, which usually happens when the market's going down, but we're having the market go up. And so the correlation or inverse correlation between the two has, has broken. Yes. Yeah. How and often does that happen? Well, I actually use it uh, semi-frequently to see if there are going to be little pullbacks and little opportunities. I tend to use it on a kind of a day-to-day -day basis, nothing too major, because if the if the market's going up and the VIX is or the UVXY is going up at the same time, I can tell that maybe it's not the greatest time to really load up on long positions that day, and maybe there's a pullback coming. So I, I do use it as a kind of near-term metric, but when I have seen over the last couple of weeks that the UVXY has been bottoming and putting in about a triple bottom and then started to move up and starting to get over these moving averages. This is really something that is really screams to me actually and I'm thinking, oh, this is not good. And then I noticed the volume in the UVXY yesterday. So it's pretty timely that we're having this conversation and it just is making me kind of concerned. Um, the other kind of metric I use is, uh, I like to use the, the um, third ATRs, the ATR bands. And I am seeing that on the SPY and the Q, I mean, we are well outside of them on the daily chart. I mean, ever since the lead up into Jerome Powell, we have been seeing the, the market just really take off even further. So I'm starting to be a little concerned about uh, near term situations. So let me ask you this, TG. So I'm, I'm, I'm running thoughts through my head. Like, let's say, because, you know, there's the, the quote Robin Hood effect now where there's all these new investors who've come in with their stimulus money and they're probably even listening to this podcast. And, you know, they get a hot tip that uh, volatility is going up. So, and just bear with me here while we try to work out the mechanics. Mm -hmm. So if everybody's buying SPY, that makes the price of the index go up. But if everybody's buying UVXY, like you were saying, does that actually change the price of UVXY indifferent to the VIX? So no, it doesn't. It doesn't change the SPY, but what it does is it affects options. The implied volatility okay. of options start to go up. The cost of options go up. So when, when the VIX volatility starts to go up, they have to price that in because price is going to move around a little bit more or risk is starting to increase. And so the market makers have to actually increase the option prices. And so what you'll notice if you are a seller of options, there's more premium to work with. You can actually make more money if it works out your direction because there's now more value that you can then bring back down to zero if you're selling it. If you're buying it, well, it can be a little bit more challenging to make money because now there's just more implied volatility. There's more cost built into it. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're talking about building defensive portfolios and really strategizing for downturns. Like, do you feel that the March like plummet really kind of like set the stage for what the next downturn will look like? Or do you feel like it's just going to be like a, uh, we've, we've, we've peaked and we're just going to kind of fizzle down? Yeah, that's a tough one to kind of think. Um, I know the, the Fed is really putting a lot into this and we're going to have to see kind of how reality of the rest of the world or the rest of the economy kind of catches up to the market. 
But for now, I don't think we need to be looking at that, but I do think we need to be looking at kind of a stiff pullback, similar to what we saw at the beginning of June. So back in the early June, we saw the market really jump up and again, get outside of these ATR bands and really get extended. And then we had the FOMC come out and, and it was just news. It wasn't even that the FOMC said something, the Fed didn't say anything. It was just a news event. They just use these things as triggers. And we saw the market really come down hard for a couple of days, bounced, came back down, did a double bottom, and then we got off to a, a new start later in June. Wow. You know, for now, I'm just going to be looking near term and say, we're definitely due for a pullback. We are getting very extended, and I would like to see something like that. Maybe, maybe we get down to the daily 50 on the, on the S&P, the daily 50 SMA. That's a possibility. Mm -hmm. If it did that, that would be great. That would be a pretty good refresh. Don't expect it to just bounce right off that, um, or we could really just kind of be in some chop for a while. But... We're definitely due for a pullback, and I think that's what UVXY and the VIX uh, increase is starting to tell us, is that it's uh, just kind of unsustainable at these levels right here. We, we've we gone parabolic uh, near term, and uh, oh, part, yeah. of it, part of it could be that the Tesla and the Apple stock split. You know, mm -hmm. nothing's happened structurally with these companies. They've just announced the stock split, and they took off. I mean, they absolutely took off. And now we're wondering, well, the stock split's going to occur on the 31st of August, and What's going to happen at that point? That might be a trigger. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm thinking about this. And so my own portfolio, I have been cutting back a lot because I've been seeing um, a lot of the the uh, same sort of indicators you're talking about, right, with the, uh, the third ATR bands. Um, in my case, I've been seeing a lot of the um, overbought readings on the RSI. And uh, I mean just and and certainly wouldn't use that as a reason to short but i would use it as a reason to slow down and you know close out in my opinion and so i'm i'm i mean on a percentage basis sometimes i can be as heavy as 100% maybe 2 or 3 weeks ago i was 100% long and right now i am like at 80% cash right yeah. i mean i've just been pulling it off while it's there for me right and it's just uh it's really interesting to see, and, and I'm, I'm glad to participate in it, right? First off, I'll, I'll take the money when it's there. Uh, but at the same time, I'm looking at, and, and when I'm going to the, the indices to trade these, uh, there's, in my broker platform, Tasteworks, there's a, a message right there that says, hard to borrow. And for the audience out there, that that can inhibit your ability to get short the, uh, the shares, which really surprised me on the big indice uh, like the most liquid names in the market yeah. are are hard to borrow. That's something you see on like low float stocks. Yeah. I mean, like what, is it that many people building a short portfolio? And and if they are building a short portfolio, they've been hurting for a minute. I mean, it's it's not been a great place to be. Right. Oh, that's for true. Um, I've been trying to short here and there. I've been playing the UVXY. They've been day trades, if that. They've been very, very short term trades. Uh, because that's what the UVXY does is it spikes up and then falls back down, spikes up and falls back down. Now, one thing to, to note what you were saying, if you look at the inverse uh, ETFs or inverse leveraged ETFs of the markets, which would be for me, I like to trade the SQQQ mm -hmm. and the SPXS. Mm -hmm. They have been seeing a lot of influx of volume, particularly yesterday and then earlier this week. So go take a look at them, turn on your volume and make sure you see what's going on. They are starting to pick up some volume. So I think everyone's kind of looking out there and be like, 
you know, something needs to happen here. We're pretty extended and everyone, I think, is looking for a pullback in a, in a big way. Mm, very interesting. This is ominous, TG, right? I know, I know. It's one of those times, <laughs> but I'm just seeing a lot of signals. Now, you got to keep in mind that the bigger funds can start stepping into these. You know, they can start buying these things for several days or several weeks, even if they keep going down or even if the market keeps going up. They have the ability to do this. Us as retail traders, when we only have a few bucks to work with compared to what they do, we got to be right. We can't just buy in anticipation. We have to wait for things to actually happen. So even mm. though I've seen these things happen, I, I, I've been getting short here and there, but I am not short and holding short. So we need to just make sure we keep that in mind. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it, it, it will be when it does happen. It, well, I should say it will be. It could be a really fantastic roller to roller yeah, coaster to be on. It might be spectacular. Who knows? Yeah, the yeah other it could thing be. Is we have been seeing some uh, gold, some precious metals actually kind of warming up a bit too. Yeah. Okay. On that topic, I just tried to get in gold this week. It was Wednesday. I got long gold, and uh, for me, my signal was over. I think it was a twenty-day EMA, mm -hmm. and uh, Thursday morning it was back under. So I got out, and then today's Friday. Uh, it's back over again. So I'm like, mm, might be ready to go back into gold. Well, Let's you were probably getting some of that fluctuation because of the Jerome Powell meeting talking about uh, inflation. Been, yeah. You know, everybody, again, going into that, um, people think certain ideas of what can happen and how the market's going to react based on what he says and what he says. And so the day before he spoke, gold and silver definitely ran up. Now, after he spoke that morning, it came back down. Oh, that's my trade. That's what yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and so I could see that. I could also see it was running into certain moving averages that I said, hey, great that we're over this one. We've now made progress, but now we're running into this other one. So I want to see it come back down and test the, the first moving average for support. So it did that yesterday. I actually started to load up a little bit yesterday. Today it's up. So um, you got to be kind of pinpointy. Otherwise, if you're just going to be building a portfolio, then you know it's, it is trying to hammer out a bottom right here, trying to go sideways, build that flag. And if we could start kind of catching some of these moving averages and move up, I think uh, you know, maybe start looking into precious metals. Yeah, I I agree with you. Gold's always on my radar. Like of, I don't have that many stocks on my radar per se, but like my watch list is, I don't know, maybe 15 to 20 stocks and gold's like, gold's on there, right? Yeah. Um, and especially after it had that huge move not all that long ago, uh, that's more on the tip of my tongue lately because, you know, it's it's already shown a lot of strength had a little pullback here. Um, I'm I'm ready to get get long it, but yeah. also at the same time, I think this is is a, a teaching lesson to the the audience, being that you know it's very easy for something to immediately turn around and work against you, and rather than hold it, it's way easier to just cut your loss and be like, okay, it didn't work out, that's fine. Paul Tudor Jones, uh, one of his quotes in the Market Wizard book is he's like, it may take me ten tries to finally get the one that hits right. I'm yeah. okay with a tiny little loser over and over again until the one when it goes with you. Um, and I mean, that's just like trend trading basics. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah, it actually it, is. And, and that's what I'm deal. trying to do right now with UVXY is I, I feel like there's going to be a big trade on UVXY right now. But until then, it's deadly if you try and hold it because it spikes up and comes back down. You got to be real careful with that product. And as far as the precious metals, we're talking about gold, but gold has had a really big run and everybody kind of knows about gold. I think you might actually want to look a little bit more at silver. Silver still has okay. room to the upside. It tends to want to catch up to gold. 
and it looks a little bit more constructive as far as its flagging pattern right now. So take a look at gold. I like to use leverage ETFs. I think it was AGQ is the one that I like to trade for silver or if you just want to buy the futures, if you know how to trade futures or if you want to buy options on SLV or SIL, whatever's out there for you. So I generally do options. Um, and the SLV is so cheap, like <clears throat> options are really cheap. Mm -hmm. um, however, I may be checking out the future on that. We'll take we'll, we'll take a look at it. Yeah. As you guys are, are getting a little bit of a insight into my trading plan down here, let me go check out uh, Silver Futures real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so so TG, what's what's the takeaway here? Vix is uh, Vix is growing. UVXY is growing. Um, I think I know what the takeaway is going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> let's just let's just stack the the odds in our favor here real quick. Vix is yeah. growing. UVXY is growing. Precious metals are growing. Markets are uh, on on a on a tear. Uh, what bonds really haven't played into this? Well, no, bonds are going to start rolling over because now yeah. the Fed has said, "Hey, we're looking at inflation. We are we aware that inflation's coming. We're okay with that." And inflation is um, usually a killer to bonds. So we've re kind of reached peak bond prices. And so now prices will come back down. Um, so if you want to trade you know, bonds to the downside, great. If you want to trade an inverse ETF of the bonds, great. Uh, whatever you want to do about that, that's some possibility. Uh, one of the other things that I kind of see out there is um, you've probably been aware of the crazy explosions in the tech sector. I mean, we saw Netflix and Roku and uh, CRM. Now, CRM is getting added to the Dow Jones. XOM, ExxonMobil, is getting removed. So interesting. I feel like that is a Ooh, that representation. Is it's a representation of the times. ExxonMobil mm -hmm. was added to the Dow Jones in 1928, and it was a very, very large company and very mm -hmm. important to the U.S. economy and the world back then. And now they're getting removed. Hmm. And now we're getting Salesforce, which is a tech company and, and right. another Goliath. So um, I think we're seeing the sign of the times and things are changing. Uh, I think they've kind of sent a, a shockwave through the tech sector. That's why everything kind of popped. But at the same time, think about a, a boiling pot of water. You start seeing all these kind of bubbles just churning underneath the surface coming out. I, I feel like that's what we're seeing when we get these very random, very volatile moves that come out of stock names. And you just think, well, where did this happen? Where did this come from? And then you went just vertical. And there's a lot of volume too. Be careful that you aren't trying to buy something else that some of the bigger players are trying to hand off to you. A lot of times we start getting into this really crazy, poppy, bubbly market right before a sell-off. You know, something like a, a blow-off top, so to speak. And we've had, gosh, in my trading career, which I wouldn't think is all that long in comparison to the world, I have seen four blow-off tops in the last, I don't let's call it five years yeah. even. Like it just yeah. seems to happen over and over, right? It does. So, I mean, this is human nature. We yeah. always go to excess and then it comes back down yeah. and you have to reset. So it's just human nature. That's what the markets are. Right. And what I tell you, right, let's say we do have that blue off top. And like we were talking earlier, I am not, I am not trying to call that top. I have done it with other right. things and I, I would much rather like you are uh, play this trend until it reverses, right? There's yeah. no reason to put your money ahead of the market and watch it get run over. Yeah. Yeah. So, don't don't go try to short something. Don't try and call a top. Don't try to, you know, really put your flag down and say, this is what's going to happen. Everything looks wrong out there. Uh, this has got to change. Uh, I'm going to put my stake here. You know, you might be right. 
but you need to wait until things actually turn. And right mm -hmm. now the market is still going up. We are seeing indications, but until it actually turns, until it gets underneath moving averages, until it can start starting a downtrend, you can't do that. And it just depends on what kind of time frame you look at and how precise you want to be. But just make sure you have your stops in place, know your exits. That way, if anything really drastically changes, you're just out. And you might be blindsided, but at least you're out while things are changing. Yeah, yeah, no joke. All right, TG, we got a we got a lot of people who are going to be interested in uh, in what's going on soon. So 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 let me come back, circle back to our, our <laughs> takeaway, right? Because yeah. you and I kind of went off on a different direction for a minute. Our takeaway is uh, precious metals are going uh, are starting to uh, get a little little heat behind them. VIX is growing. Bonds are not not participating, and the market looks like it's uh, entering a blow off top stage. So yeah. um, what's what's our takeaway here? Be cautious, you know, trade it long, maybe start looking on lower time frame charts instead of like looking at just the daily, maybe you need some more precision. If things are messy, if they're confusing, if your trade is not working, if your setup is not working, take that as market information. If something, if you're like, things just aren't working, I'm doing all the same stuff, it's not working. You need to take that into account and say, okay, I think things are changing. And maybe just stand aside. I'm using less money to trade. I'm taking fewer trades, my tight, my stops are tighter, and I'm just saying, you know what, this market can change at any point, and I'm just going to be okay with that, and, and just make sure you protect yourself, that's all. I've written a short guide on how you can use the triple stock profit system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future, and you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. Yep, sounds like you and I have a very similar plan at the moment, sir. I, I think so too. Yeah, well, TG, this has been a great conversation. I uh, I love talking markets with you. You are a very, very, uh, very pleasant guest to have on. Thank you so Thank much you for your time. Much. Appreciate Make it. sure you guys go to simplertrading.com slash TG to learn more about Mr. TG Watkins here. And uh, make sure you also subscribe, hit the bell notification and do, you know, do all that other stuff. <laughs> and we'll see you on the next episode. 10 minutestocktradercom content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10MinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.